Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. How many people are blessed by the teaching regarding great grace in the camp? I will continue today. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the Word of God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is our real teacher. And we believe today your Holy Spirit will teach us into our heart. Your Spirit can speak into each and individual heart, even more than what I say on the pulpit here. You can show them the truth, reveal the light of God from heaven to them. And Lord, may your Holy Spirit enable them to practice what they learn. And you shall shower and pour the grace upon all of the people in this house, Lord. We thank you, Lord. May your word become real. And we can experience what you say in the Bible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me read the text of this sermon again, this series of sermon. Acts chapter 4, verse 33. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them all. Everyone say, grace is for me too. The book of Acts is a good model that we should follow as the church. The Bible is the best example to us. We don't want to follow any other man's idea. We just follow the Bible. Because God honors His word more than even His name. And the book of Acts in chapter 4 talks about the condition of the early church. You know the story in the Bible. God poured out His fire and His spirit in the upper room. 120 disciples were touched by the fire. The church was birthed. The apostles performed miracles, signs, and wonders. They preached without fear after they got touched by the fire of God. But the religious leaders of the temple in that generation were not happy. They were upset. They arrested the apostles. They beat them up, put them in jail, threaten them not to preach the name of Jesus any longer. But the apostles were still full of bonus. They, after they got out from jail, they went to their own company. They went back to the house that they worshipped God together, and they prayed to the Lord, Lord, give us bonus to preach the name of Jesus and stretch out your mighty hand to perform signs and wonders when we witness about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the building of the house was shaken by the power of the Holy Spirit in affirmation. Acts chapter 4 verse 33 mentioned about the condition of all the believers in that generation, not just only for the apostle, not only for the church leaders or all believers, but the church has something good upon them, the whole church. And the good things upon them is great 
grace. We have learned some truth about grace in the camp. And if you want to listen to those teaching, please bring your hard drive or your memory stick to download from our CD table or pick up the CD if you are not high tech. We produce CD to give for free of charge every Sunday. But you can bring your hard drive to download the teaching. The grace of God was upon all the people in that generation. That grace gave them the opportunities, the abilities, the protection, the peace, and the joy. We learn that the grace of God is related to the presence of God. The difference between the believers and the non-believers is that for the believers, we have Jesus on the inside of us. We have the presence of God. And the thicker the presence, the more the glory we have. People have different level of anointing or different level of the presence of God in life. The more, the thicker the presence of God we have, the more grace we have. And we need more and more grace. We should not say, I work hard, I sweat, I cry, I'm smart, I am able. That's why the job gets done. We should not boast. We should not take credit for the success because we cannot even have the heartbeat right now without the grace of God. Without the grace of God, we cannot have the sunshine today. Everything that is good that happened to our life is by the grace of God. Because God's grace belongs to Him, the credit should belong to Him too. We should not boast at all that we are capable and very smart people. When things get done, when the results are produced, when the project is finished, we should say, thank you, Lord. This is done by your grace. Without you, I cannot have a good outcome. We learned from the previous lesson that there are different degrees of grace. God called Mary, the mother of Jesus, highly favored woman. The word favor and grace come from the same root, Hebrew and Greek language. God bent down, God stooped down, the superior stooped down, reached down to the inferior, which is mankind, in kindness. So the word favor and grace have the same meaning. Mary was called highly favored one. I pray that you all have a desire to have more grace. And God record you in his history. Highly favor one. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 that Jesus increased not only in stature, not only in wisdom, but in grace. The Bible says Jesus has the fullness of grace and truth. And we can receive that grace through Jesus Christ. In other words, we can grow in grace. We can have more grace in our life. We can receive more from Him. We have learned that in order to receive more grace, we need to be humble people. I believe that you have done so many marvelous things in your family, in your job, in your profession, in your education. What's going to happen if you have 20% more grace this year than last year? Even though you already have succeeded many things, but if this year you have 20% more grace, 
30% more grace, double, triple of the grace that you used to have. What's going to happen? What difference does it make to have more grace? I believe that the success that you think that you had already in the past, the new success you're going to have this year because of more grace in your life, going to be even awesome and wonderful. The job can be done quickly. The things that you used to struggle with, find difficulty in getting the job done, going to be easy. The things that you were not able to do, you can do it with a short period of time because you have more grace. The issue in your life that you used to fail or you used to fall, now you can overcome. Some of you may be addicted to cigarette. Even though you have been a Christian for a long time, you cannot get out of the habit of smoking and addiction. With enough grace, even one second, you set free. And then you become free forever and you don't go back to that addiction any longer. With enough grace. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us have experience, so you understand what I'm talking about. With enough grace, we can be a man or a woman that God wants us to be. We can be a super mom, super father, super pastor, super archer, super grandma, super single mom. We can be a super employee and employer and businessman because we have more grace in our life. With enough grace, we can receive any miracle. We can know and see things that other people don't see. We can understand and have the light of God. And we're going to be at the right place at the right time, saying the right word to the right people by the grace of God. After you listen to all this conclusion, how many people say, I want more grace? I want more grace. Amen. The teaching today... Let me make a conclusion a little bit before I continue to preach because if I don't make a conclusion and you keep on going with the Word of God today, you're going to be confused what I'm talking about here. The conclusion about the sermon today is this. You can be a superman or a super person. I'm not talking about superman in the TV or in the movie. A person that can do more than other people can do. Superwoman, supermom, superwife. Because you have grace upon your life. And again, I say, grace comes to us by God's kindness. We don't deserve, we don't earn, we don't merit grace. It's all from God's kindness and mercy. Because we receive grace and kindness from God to do better than other people. In the same way, we should show grace and kindness to people around us. So the whole sermon today, including next time when I preach, is about God's graciousness and kindness. God gives us graciousness, kindness, that we have grace to do supernatural things. We should be kind and gracious to other people. Today, I just want to emphasize the book of Proverbs chapter 31. This teaching is not for comparison, comparing you with the word. It's not for condemnation that you say, wow, you bring this sermon to condemn me that I cannot be what the Bible say. You can be what the Bible say by only the grace of God. 
for the single woman in this room or the young teenagers, ladies, you can be this superwoman by the grace of God. Proverbs chapter 31 talk about the supermom and superwife who received the grace from God. This lady that the Proverbs chapter 31 has one characteristic in her life is that she feared the Lord. She is a godly, noble woman, virtuous woman who fears the Lord. She can be what the Bible says by the grace of God. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 to 11. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth more, uh, far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Let me read New Living Translation. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? My answer is Pastor Lau. She is more precious than rubies. I agree. Her husband can trust her. Yes, Lord. And she will greatly enrich his life. In this messed up world, the institution of family is not considered that much anymore. It's not important anymore. People live together in the same apartment without getting married. People don't care about family institution that much. But the family institution is ordained and created by God. And God has a good plan for the family. Our church really value family, okay? We believe in the family institution. The family institution of the godly family is composed of the godly wife and the godly husband. And when the godly wife and godly husband come and live together, they will reveal the glory of God to the world. When they walk in a godly way, in other words, the family is being used by God, has been used by God for all this generation to reveal the character of God. Wife reveal the character of God in the feminine way. Man reveal the character of God in the male way. Actually, both female and male can reveal the character of God and they're joining together, reveal the perfection of who God is to this lost and dying world. So when you're going to get married, it's not just about I'm lonely, I need somebody to live with me in a house. No, the purpose of getting married is not just because you love one another, but you also want to reveal to the world, this is how God looks like. Look at my family. Look at me as a godly wife. Look at me as a godly husband and how we relate to one another. This woman in the book of Proverbs chapter 31 revealed the character of God in her life. Her family can be the blessing to many people, to her kids, to her husband, to the poor, to the people in the city, to the point that people in the city praise her and say, wow, what a wonderful wife, what a wonderful woman. Proverbs chapter 31 talking about the family, talking about the noble woman. In reality, there are always some problems happen in the world. There are some setbacks, some disappointment in a family because we are not perfect. But let me encourage all the family in this room. In Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 to 24. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. 
For three days they travel in the desert without finding water. Wow, that is tough. They must be very thirsty and desperate for water. When they came to Mara, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That is, the place is called Mara. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, "What are we to drink?" I believe that at that time, after the children of Israel came out from Egypt, they really depended on the grace of God every single day. God gave them manna. God gave them the pillar of fire, the presence of God, the pillar of cloud. But God tested their faith in that situation. When they came to the place called Mara, they could not drink water because the water was very bitter, and they began to grumble. I want to encourage all the members of this church that we need to watch our attitude. Two things that I want to encourage all of you, especially in America. Number one, don't have the attitude of we get used to it. We take it for granted what we have. They have the pillar of cloud. They have the pillar of fire. They have all the things, and they take it for granted. Sometimes Christians take it for granted for what they have in their life—the church, the pastor, the brother and sister. And then the second thing that followed the that attitude of taking it for granted is complaining. These people began to complain against their leader, their pastor. They began to complain, and I believe they may not say it, but in their heart they think. I'd like to have another well. I don't like this well called Mara. God, can you dig another well for me right now? Look at how Moses responded. Exodus chapter 15 verse 25. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. Everyone say sweet. There, the Lord make a decree and a law for them, and there He tested them. I believe that sometimes problems happen in the family because God wants to test our commitment and our obedience to Him. These people wanted to have a new well, a new place to get the water, but God gave them the wood. The wood is a type of the cross. It's a type of salvation. The cross, the Lord Jesus can change your bitter situation in your family into a sweet one. Everyone say, Jesus can change the bitter situation into the sweet one. Therefore, don't think I need a new wife. I need a new husband. She make my life miserable and bitter. No, 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 no. God can change your husband to be a new person. That your marriage gonna be sweet. Amen. Do you believe in the power of Jesus? In the power of the cross? The same thing. Some bitter thing happen in the church. Sometimes people may step on your toes. Don't just run away and find a new church if God called you to be here. You need to believe and trust God that Jesus can change the bitter situation into the sweet situation. Amen. So that 
we should do in our family. We should trust the Lord and believe in the power of the cross. This woman, in Proverbs chapter 31, the Bible says her husband trusts her with all his heart and does not lack any good things. She enriches her, his life. She has been doing good to him. Look at verse 12. She brings him good, not harm. And all the days of her life, this virtuous, noble woman was good to her husband every day. She did good to him all the days of her life. And the Bible continued to say, with her own hand, she worked very hard. Verses 13 to 16, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is a hard-working woman. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still dark. She is very diligent, hard-working. She uses her own hand to work. She's not a lazy woman. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. This is in Asian countries. We have servant girl. Nowadays, very hard to find servant because expensive now, even in Thailand. Hard to find servant girl. But in America, we can change. She provides food for her family, for her husband and her kids, and also portion for her daughter's dogs. She considers... <laughs> <laughs> because in America, we've, we have dogs in the house, okay? She considers a field and buys it. And out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. This virtuous lady, a virtuous wife, has so much grace upon her. She can take care of her husband, her kids, have food on the table, wake up early in the morning, and can do the work. She knows how to do business. She learns how to sell and buy lands. She can get the job done. She is a very diligent woman. She knows what she is doing. She knows how to plant a vineyard. She knows how to do gardening. She knows how to buy and sell. When you read this scripture, you may think, this is impossible. It's no way a woman can do like this. But I tell you, yes, it's possible. By the grace of God, by the kindness of God, you can be a super mom. You can be a super woman. Proverbs chapter 31, verses 17 to 19. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable. She is a businesswoman as well. She knows how to do trading how to do retailing. And her lamb does not go out at night. She takes care of the household business very well. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grabs the spindle with her fingers. In other words, this virtuous lady knows how to do business and manufacturing. Not only really that, because she received the kindness of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God. She extends her kindness to the outsider. So the whole message today is about God's kindness, the grace upon you. You need to show kindness to other people. Don't be selfish. 
Don't be stingy. Don't hoard things with you. Everything you hoard with yourself, you need to show grace to other people when God gives grace to you. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 20. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hand to the needy. If you see somebody in a church that need help, they lost their job, they get into big problem with their bills, they cannot pay the money to go to camp, and you have so many $10,000 in your bank account, you're doing well. Can you extend your mercy and kindness to those needies and the poor people in the house of God and outside the house of God? Proverbs 31, verses 21 and 22. When it snows, she has no fear for her household. She has no fear because she is well prepared. A virtuous woman is well prepared for everything because of the grace of God is upon her. For all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes covering for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. This lady does her own sewing. Everything she wears looks beautiful. It's nothing wrong. It's not unbiblical. It's godly for a woman to wear beautiful, modest clothing. Modest doesn't mean ugly. Modest doesn't mean colorless and fashionless. Modest means beautiful, appropriate, and give glory to God. Modest means it's not too tight, it's not too high, it's not too low, and it's not ugly. It is right at the right occasion with the right proportion and is glorifying God. Amen. Proverbs chapter 31 talking about a woman who knows how to do sewing and dress appropriately and modestly. Look at verses 23 to 31. Her husband is respect at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. You know, ladies, you are not just a second-class person in the house. You are not just there to get pregnant and have babies. Some men marry a woman just to let them get pregnant and have a baby and just stay as a doormat. Lady, you cannot do anything. You just have to listen to me. You are my slave. No, ladies and wives are not slaves. They are powerful and they are so full of glory of God. That they support their husband to the point that the husband get respect and honor from outsiders. Good wife will help the husband to gain respect from people in the city. She makes linen garments and sell them. This lady is a businesswoman. And supply the merchants with satchels. She is clothed with strength. And dignity. We're going to see in the book of Peter in a while that this goes along with the New Testament. She is not only clothed with the modest and beautiful clothes, but she is clothed with strength, the strength of God, the joy of God. Ladies, you walk around, you smile. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If you walk around, look sad and look very unhappy, you don't have any dignity and strength. You should be around talking to people, smiling, happy, full of the strength of God. 
clothed with the strength and dignity. She can laugh. Wow, this woman has a lot of faith. No matter what come, I'm not afraid. I can laugh at the situation. She can laugh at the days to come. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. She speak with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongues. This is from NIV. I'm going to read from another version in a while. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. This lady is not lazy. She watch over the affairs of the house, make sure have enough food in the refrigerator. Her children arise and call her blessed. When her children wake up, Mom, I'm proud of you. You're such a powerful woman. And her husband also. He praised her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive. And beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Wow! This woman, by the grace of God, super wife, super mom. She received so much kindness and mercy from God. She made clothes to sell. She is in real estate. She is investing. She is manufacturing and retailing. With enough grace, she can do all these things because she fear God and she want to honor her husband. And when the husband came home, out of a long day talking to the boss and customer and problem at work and tired from work, he came home and she say, "Honey." I just sold that land. We got about five hundred thousand dollars benefit, and today the stock market went up three percent. And not, by the way, the food is on the table. The husband just sit and relax and smile and feel good that all day long I went out to work, but she takes care of me. She know how to watch the investment. She know how to buy land and sell land. Wow, the kindness of God is upon her. She's so full of the grace of God. Amen? Amen. You need to look for a woman who has a lot of kindness and grace of God upon you. Let me read this scripture, Proverbs eighteen twenty-two, and I want to hear all the husband in this room say Amen very out loud. Okay, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And obtains favor from the Lord. Amen. Not loud enough. One more time. Amen. Amen. Those who find a wife find a good thing. And God called a good wife favor. Amen. Because the favor of God is on that woman, your wife, that she can. Live supernatural life. She is a virtuous woman. Can do all these things. That favor flow into you. The kindness of God that is upon her flow into you too. You see now the picture. Like Mary, she is called highly favored woman because she is favored by the Lord. The favor of God is upon her. She could pregnant. Jesus, and out of her womb, the whole world, including you and me, of international church, 
can receive the favor from God through that woman named Mary. Amen. So all the ladies in this room, you need more favor. And you become the favor of God for your husband. Amen. Everyone say, I get a good thing. Amen. You can see from the Bible here that a wife is not an oppressed, inferior, and subdued person in the house. A wife is strong, clothed with honor and strength. A wife is full of the favor of God, can do supernatural things that many people cannot do. And when you have that woman who fears the Lord, you can see the favor of God upon your life as well. Amen? First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. What does it mean here? I want to challenge all the men in this room. You need to make a decision. You are not Chinese. You are not American. I'm not Thai. You are not Iranian. You are the citizen of heaven. And you need to make a decision. I will do everything I can to be a godly man that when people look at me, they will glorify God. The way I talk, the way I deal with people, the way I talk to my employees, the way I treat my wife, the way I treat my kids, I am the glory of God on earth here. When people look at you, they will put thumb up and say, God must be real. Look at what the Bible says. Continue. But woman is the glory of man. What does it mean? If husband push down the wife, does not give honor to the wife, and always put her down, oppress her, who are going to get affected? You yourself. But if your wife gets the glory, praised by you, you honor her, you help her, you encourage her, you help her to be a godly woman, you do everything to build her up, who get the glory? Not only her, but you. Because the wife is the glory of the husband. Is it clear? Okay. Let me continue a little bit more. I have to stop because of the time. And continue next time. Proverbs 31, 25 to 26 in New King James. I cannot come to the point here. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. This virtuous woman received kindness from God. The grace of God. The superior Reach out to her in kindness to give her so much grace to be a super mom and super wife. She extends the kindness to the poor and to the needy. She also reveals the kindness of God through her tongue. She speaks the law of kindness. The word kindness is the same word as gentle and tender. It's the same as gracious. When a person is gracious, it means that person is kind, tender, and gentle. A godly woman, a godly mom, godly wife that is so full of the grace of God and recognize or perceive the grace of God in her life will also show kindness to her kids, to the outsider, to her husband, 
to the poor out there. God revealed His kindness. The second part of this teaching, I'm going to emphasize the kindness of God. Today, emphasize how God showed kindness to a woman to be a supermom. What I try to say is this: God's kindness need to be revealed on earth here, and He showed His kindness to through a godly woman, one way, and God showed His kindness to a godly man another way. God used both. Man and woman to reveal his kindness to the world in a different way. This scripture, Proverbs chapter thirty-one, emphasized how God revealed His kindness to a godly woman, a godly mom, and a godly wife. Man can have the kindness of God too, and we can show kindness in a different way from a godly woman. Verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine, New King James Version: Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and praised her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. This woman is diligent, take care of her family. She got the praise from her kids. She got the praise from her husband. And the Bible say, charm is deceptive. Beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. In conclusion, I want to encourage all the ladies in this church to set the goal to be this kind of woman—a woman who fears the Lord. Have more grace in your life. Show your graciousness and kindness to your kids and to your husband and to other people. All the husband in this room, thank God for your wife. She is the favor of God upon you. You get the good things. Pray for her. Support her. Honor her. That she will be glorified by God, and when she is graced by God, honored by God, you get the glory and honor as well. Proverbs chapter eleven verse sixteen, the Bible say in New King James Version, a gracious woman retains honor. In NIV, a kind-hearted woman gains respect. Amen. How many people want to be a kind-hearted woman? How many people want to be a gracious man, gracious to people? Because you receive grace from God, you should be gracious to other people. You should not be mean, pushy, loud, and very rude to people. You should be gracious to other people. Be gracious to your husband. Be gracious to people around you. Amen. First Peter chapter three. Verses one to two, wife, in the same way, be submissive to your husband, so that if any of them do not believe in the word, they may be won over without words, but by the behaviors of their wife, when they see the purity and reverence mean fear of your life, can unbelieving husband be won over to know the Lord by the purity? And reverence and the fear of God in the life of a woman can they? Yes, can a husband be saved by just looking at the godliness of a woman? Verse three: Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as beard hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Does the Bible say that you should not wear fine clothes? 
and jewelry? No, no, no. The Bible just say, don't emphasize your beauty on the outward appearance. Yes, you can wear finest clothing. You can have jewelry. You can have the best hairstyle. That's okay. But look at verse 4. Instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading or incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Let me read from New King James Version. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart. What is the hidden person of the heart? The spirit. The incorruptible beauty of the gentle and quiet spirit of a woman, which is very precious in the sight of God. King James Version say, the ornament of the meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. My dear brother and sister, nothing wrong to have good hairstyle. Nothing wrong to wear fine clothes. But some people, they wear fine clothes. They have best hairstyle, but they are ugly on the inside. And when you come close to them, only for two minutes, you say, I want to get away from this person. She looks like a million outside, but inside is so ugly because she's so mean and she's so pushy and she's so loud. My dear brother and sister, Let's clothe ourselves with a gentle, quiet spirit. If you have security in your heart, you don't need to be loud. You don't need to be pushy. You can be quiet and gentle like the Lord. Amen? And then many people will see God in you and through you. Because you are gracious and kind, tender and very quiet, humble spirit. Amen? Let me continue next time about being meek, being gentle, being quiet, and talk about the character of God. Next time, you're going to learn why God put grace upon our life because He's a kind God. We're going to emphasize the character of God, loving kindness and tender mercy in the next session. Today, we see example of a woman who's so full of the kindness of God, the grace of God upon her life. How many people are going to take serious about this word today? We're going to become what the Bible says. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for reminding us about the grace of God. You kindly reached down from heaven to help us, to support us, to protect us, to guide us, to give us opportunities and abilities, Lord. You're so kind to us. And you show your kindness to godly women around the world, especially in this church, that they can be super mom, super wife by your grace. Lord, I pray that all the Christians, women who listen to this teaching will practice what they learned today. They will clothe themselves with strength and honor. And they will have the kind, gentle, and quiet spirit that is so worthy in the eyes of God. And when people look at them, those people will experience and see the kindness of God through them, Lord. Many people will get converted 
will be born again by seeing the kindness of God, the graciousness of God in their life. Help the men in this church, Father, and all those men who listen to this teaching, that we will also be kind, gracious to our wife, and also we will treat our wife in the right way, so that we both, the husband and the wife, can glorify God together. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus Christ, can I lead you to know Jesus Christ? Can I ask you to invite Jesus Christ into your life today? If you don't know him, would you like to invite Jesus into your heart today? Or you backslide, you walk away from God. You say, God, I want to come back to you. I want to walk with you from now on. Pray with me, okay? Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I come back home today. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I want to repent of my sin, Lord. And from now on, I will walk with you. You are my God, my creator. You love me first. I will love you, serve you. I will read the Bible, go to church, and pray to you. Talk to you every day. Show your kindness to me, Lord. Give me more grace. And I will be kind to other people, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Turn to the next person and say, I will be kind to you. Thank you, Jesus. Have a good fellowship. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.